0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Mike, the host of the Air Rate Attack podcast, and more importantly, to all the women out there, happy Mother's Day. Whether you're a mother, whether you're a grandmother, great-grandmother, whatever the case may be, happy Mother's Day, <clears throat> and uh, from at least from my standpoint now, uh, we appreciate all that you do. You guys are truly the rock stars of this country, and in the, the world, I know we got world listeners out there, but nonetheless, happy Mother's Day to all of the uh, listeners, and even to you, Miss Holly. Uh, happy Mother's Day as we celebrate Mother's Day this Sunday. So definitely enjoy that with your <clears throat> family, but more importantly with your special woman in, in your life. But fun show ahead. I got a uh, a first-timer podcaster completely on a podcast, so that's pretty cool itself. But no other than a uh, FCF lover, co-owner of of uh was it the beast and the glacier boy is that correct holly
1: that is correct
0: that's nice and then of course the seahawks fan which we'll have to dive into that you know a little bit just because you know russell wilson is a bronco so anyway more oh. importantly <laughs> more importantly holly uh first off welcome aboard and uh hey i'm glad to have you uh, have you on and uh, of course happy friday
1: well, thank you for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. And yes, happy Friday and happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. Hopefully it's a good weekend. <laughs> should be some good weekend for some football.
0: Oh, excellent football. Of course, I get that we got the USFL, nothing wrong with that. But more importantly, we got, you know, fan controlled football. A lot of people still don't know, you know, well, they should by now, but you know, still question, well, that's not really football and blah, 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 blah. But My personal opinion, it's probably the best spring football that we've seen in quite some time. And I'm a huge fan of it. And first things first, Holly, of course, this is season 2.0. For anyone that's that's actually curious about it, but season 2.0, we got four. Of course, we got the OGs for the exception of the Wild uh, Aces that uh, now changed their name that should have been Stars. And, And of course, we got the four NFT teams. And we'll talk about that here shortly. But... Hey, we got some great football last week. What was it, week uh, two was a blowout city. My Zeppers was one of the blowout cities and, uh, nonetheless, but Holly, on your side of it, how did you actually find out about FCF?
1: You know, I don't remember exactly how I found out about FCF. I think I was just, you know, relaxing one day after work, browsing articles on the internet and it came across and, um, I'm a huge Seattle Seahawks fan. So of course, anything linked to Marshawn Lynch, Richard Sherman, anything comes across all of my, you know, algorithms. And I think it popped up on there and that's how I found out about it. So I went and I, I checked up on the Republic app and looked into the investing and, To me, I'm a sports fanatic as it is, and I'm one of the people sitting in my living room yelling at the TV (laughs) the entire game, (laughs) why didn't you call this play? Why didn't you put this person in? What are you doing with your life here? Um, And so uh, to me, it was just kind of a, well, yes, I want to do this. I want to call the plays. I want to be involved in picking who's on my team instead of just yelling at the TV where I actually have no say in anything. <laughs> um, so, and I, I think it comes from my family because growing up, like my dad, every Sunday he was in there just kicking his feet, screaming at the TV. It's genetic, it must be genetic. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, I want to be involved. I get a say in something, you know, I feel like I'm a part of the team and what I really enjoy about this is how interactive the players are.
0: You know, and that's an excellent point. And I was on, you know, I don't know how I ended up on one of their weekly shows, you know, kind of trivia thing. I really don't know how, um, how I don't, I don't even know to this day how they found me and vice versa, but anyway, it was cool. But nonetheless, you know, Patrick asked me, you know, how did you find out about FCF? And, you know, and, and kind of like you, I think it was more social media. I think it was a Twitter, actually. And it was, hey, you know, spring league coming in. It's, you know, it's for the fans. They always said it's for the fans. It's for the fans. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And so I'm like, cool. <laughs> and then they, you know, they they, they app marketed it better. There we go. That's the right, right word for it. It's marketing it better. Hey, do you like to call plays? I'm like, oh, snap. Here we go. What is this about? And of course, you can download the app, but you gotta pick a team, which I like their theory behind it. You gotta pick one team, and once you pick that team, you're you're with that team. You can't, you know, you can't change. I mean, I guess you can I guess get multiple email accounts, but that's too much of a hassle. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, but no, it was cool, and I like the idea because it's literally a kind of like a video game that, but you're in control, of course all the listeners out there, if you don't know what FCF is, of course, fan control football, fans control literally the league and you vote on the rules. You, you know, weekly draft on Wednesday nights, which unfortunately I missed this one because of the weather here in Oklahoma city. But nonetheless, that on some um, good fan IQ. I know, you know, this year, my play calling. is, you know, we just, we'll talk about the zappers here in a second. We can't get no play calling with nothing. I don't think this year. And, um, <laughs> but uh hey if you guys don't know check it out this week week uh four and uh it's it's good hey if you if you like to i mean that's that's at least one guy but no and the fan the fans and you mentioned that holly was the players the players are extremely interactive of course on twitter of course i've had a few uh during the season uh first season last year james harden uh joseph boykin uh um What was his Danny? um, I'm always gonna butcher his last name. He played for the Zappers at the end, Travion, Trav, Travion, something like that. If he's listening out there, I really butchered your last name. But anyway, so a few others, but no, it was it's cool, and uh, I like this league, and I'm a huge fan of. Of course, invested with the Zappers, and of course the Zappers with To and Johnny Manziel. I guess is non-existent, but. your thought, <laughs> your thoughts, you know, more when you invested in it, and now, you know, play calling. I'm, I'm like you. I like to yell at the TV and, you know, and uh, everything else. Like, hey, I would have not done that, but it gives you the right to vote now. Just so your listeners out there know, and, and Holly can also agree is just because you call a play doesn't mean that's going to be your play. You can absolutely not really get it wrong, but you didn't get the vote so to speak i mean you voted for it but it wasn't the selective winner there we go and uh, you still get rule, some points vote. exactly yeah I don't want people well, to the
1: cool thing about it is is if you vote or you call a play that's not chosen but the chosen play was unsuccessful you actually get points because the chosen play was unsuccessful because they made a bad call so i think that part's really cool um I shouldn't say points. More fan IQ. You build fan IQ, and the more fan IQ you have, the higher weight your vote holds. So, and there, I mean, there's so many great ways out there to coordinate. Um, I know. So I, I call plays for the beasts. So, uh, sorry, Mike. We're we're gonna beat you this week.
0: That's um, <laughs> just how it is.
1: <laughs> Brian Kelly
0: looked good, so hey, I'm... <laughs> uh,
1: but we got Zo, We got Alfonso Howard, and uh, Zoe is... He is money. And, you know, Jordis, uh, uh, I mean, you just can't beat our wide receivers. You can't. And we got Quinn Porter. We got Jordis Smith, Martavius Bryant, Marcus Carradine, Jacoby Herring. I mean, these guys, they're, they're just money, money. And, I mean, we have a – I know for the Beast, we're pretty active in Discord. So, if you're a Beast fan and you're listening, go get on Discord if you're not already there. Um, and and the players are in our Discord chat talking with us. It's so cool. I mean, they give us feedback on our play calling. We give them feedback on what we see off the, on the field. Um, it's pretty neat. Pretty neat.
0: I enjoy it. Um, but uh... – I, I like where we went last week, Holly. We showed promise. Brian Kelly, we showed promise. I don't know what's wrong with Johnny Manziel besides Johnny Manziel being Johnny Manziel. But um, I don't know. I think we could be upset. I hope we don't go 0-4. That point, would I'm be hope- pretty bad. That would
1: be horrible.
0: That would
1: be. I know we had some roster changes after our draft this week uh, mm-hmm. that were kind of a surprise to us as of yesterday because um, we had drafted Jan as our backup quarterback and somehow he uh, went to the Knights of d because Southwick had to withdraw. So uh, we have Stu as our backup quarterback this week. Um, so I know there was some disgruntledness in the Discord mm-hmm. chat about got changes that were made and not communicated to the fans. So there was that. But, I mean, still with our wide receivers and Zoe at the helm, mm, I don't think we can go wrong.
0: You know, I'm looking through, because, as I mentioned real quick, um, of course, uh, for everybody that's out there, you know, of course, Terrell Owens, Johnny Manziel. I'm not for sure if he'll be suiting up or if he'll even be there, but whatever. Uh, the D block on defense will be there. Of course, James Harden um and no for all your listeners not the basketball james harden but his name is actually james harden pretty cool dude uh terrence williams <laughs> uh josh robinson brian allen the uh, quarterback but uh, back uh, i'm sure kelly brian will probably get the start more than likely of course Shanice, uh thomas will be our uh, running back and then uh the block party as our offensive line you know i don't know of course you can't really go off of predictions it's you know that's a pretty much a cool thing i'm sure las vegas would hate this league if you actually had to put money on these teams to point spread point point spread and everything else but it's uh,
1: absolutely not based on player skill i mean player skill has something to do with it but it's also the fans the play calling how well you're organized as a fan base i mean it's and then you've got twitch so the twitch platform mm -hmm. um has what i've Heard referred to as the Twitch kids who just get on and and play, and sometimes that can screw up your play calling. So, um, but it is pretty cool that they have IBM Watson that shows you the play prediction on what you have that could potentially work versus not work, chances of a touchdown, chances first down. That's pretty neat.
0: What were your thoughts last week? I want to kind of pick your brain, coming from a beast co-owner, fanship, or whatever you want to call it. I call it just co-owner because that's in there. that's what it is, uh, slash fam. But, of course, uh, Aoki beating the beast last week in double overtime. Uh, what were your hmm. thoughts on that disappointing loss? <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> you know, I I think maybe a few of us fans got a little too cocky there at the end because we were up all game, all game, and then it came down to two plays. But I think it just goes to show you that in this league, things change and things change quick on that field. So regardless of the lead you have over the other team, it can change at any minute, and it's really anybody's game. And the power-ups that are thrown out there, mm-hmm. you know, the, the progressive fifth downs, the switch the fields I mean, it really is anybody's game at, anybody time, at any time.
0: I know It that, still hurts uh, my
1: heart though. It- <laughs>
0: Well, I know I know one thing. Um I know one thing is this year I like this year because for the exception of the Zappers even though I'm not, not going to go hard on them this week or this time around like I was last week after that humongous beating we deserved uh week 2, but besides the Zappers for the most part, you know, the league's pretty much open. Anyone could win it this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely uh it's been interesting to see the standings how fast they change the point spread um every week it just it it's really anybody's game and you know the talent we have in the players is just mind blowing you know these guys are out there working their tails off and um really really putting out there for the fans so we appreciate that
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and a lot of people, well, that's not really, you know, it's, yeah, it might be football and it may not be football because it's 707. Well, that has nothing to do with it. And I like this league a lot. And I'm not knocking the NFL and I'm not in office case. It's not going to get part to that level. And it's not going to get to the, you know, college ranks. Lord Jesus, that thing's going through the roof. But, but, uh, you know, you got um, the USFL, which you know, everybody's like, well, the spring football just never really achieved in, in America and rightfully so probably hasn't. And who knows if it will or not? I don't really know and do need to do anybody else. But what I like about this, I think it's why this thing is catching fire. I really, really love, which I didn't know until they broke the news about the facility in Pullman Yards. I think that's a fascinating facility that they built strictly Absolutely. for uh, the FCF and Hopefully one day I can head down there. I don't know. We'll see. But hopefully one, hopefully one day at least. But you know, more importantly, at least it shows promise. And I think a lot of people are like, "Well, it's gonna be a one, one and done, or a two and done," like the EXFL um, was practically in a way. Um, but you look at it, and I think, in my opinion, just from my own standpoint, I think showing that this league is uh, heading to the future because of that of the uh, new facility in Pullman Yards, have they not built that? Like, mm, okay, maybe there's still hope. And uh, not so much bashing it, but you know, you can always pull that spring league failure in, in America and stuff like that. But no, I think uh, I'm with you. I, I think there's a lot of talent and a lot of these kids can, I think they can play at the next level, maybe not starting, but they can definitely get that chance. And who knows, maybe practice squad and, who knows from there, but, uh, you know, um, if anybody's listened to James Harden's story, he's one that this dude just trying to get his chance. He he's trying just to. just a
1: workhorse. Yeah. That guy is, he blows me away with his tenacity. He's mm-hmm. amazing. He shows up and, you know, holds signs, sends workouts to all these teams. And, you know, I really think that if worked rightly, this could be a great feeder league for the NFL. Um, we, we saw that last year with Travis Tovian. I mean, he That's who it was, for the Seahawks. yeah, yep. he went and played for the Seahawks and did a dang good job. And I, I really think that, you know, some of these guys that aren't right off the draft with the NFL, you know, yeah, they may not be the big names, but you're going to find some of these guys who end up in the FCF who will work themselves harder than you will ever find, you know? So I think it, it's definitely a, a place to be looking.
0: It's a league that if you have interest, if it sounds like, you know, and who knows what else is coming in the future for fan controlled football. And, you know, of course you always hear, well, they may have other sports. Hey, I don't, we won't know until it happens, but I don't know how you can control all of it. But at this point, I didn't think anything like this would even be possible, but I've caught on, I've told, you know, Patrick, you know, on the Twitter just strictly, Hey, you know, Hey, I'm behind you guys and what you guys are trying to do. And, you know, from top to bottom, they're very communicative, to, you know, hands on to the fans and Twitter. You know, those players love to tweet these players, <laughs> tweet these players. Yes, they these fans. So, hey, I take credit. But looking at um, what would be one thing if if Patrick Dees and the rest of the, the I say front office uh but if there was one thing like, hey, Holly, what is one thing you would like to see added or you would like to see changed? What would it be that if there's anything that you would think of that, hey, I could see this, this may work or things would be pretty cool if and then whatever that might be.
1: I think for me, it would really be the fans ability to call for the power up. Uh, we have these power-ups that are earned in the man-to-man before the draft each week. And I know the beasts. Uh, two weeks ago, we didn't get to use any of our power-ups. We had two of them. We didn't get to use any of them. Um, and I think that it would be awesome if there was a button in the app that just said, you know, call for power-up vote or something to that effect where it was the fan's decision to, hey, we think we're in trouble. We really want to use these power-ups. Um, I know for the beasts, we've got some great behind the scenes. We have a, a fan offensive coordinator and, uh, coach Bain shout out. He's amazing. And, you know, just to be able to decide as fans, Hey, we want to use these power-ups now because we do occasionally get a, a push to the app saying, Hey, do you want to use a power-up? And sometimes it's that, Quite frankly, the stupidest point in the game, where you're like, "No, I don't want to blow that power up now. I want to save it for when we need it."
0: Exactly. Um,
1: so I think it'd be great to have a way for the fans to call for a power up.
0: I like that. I I would absolutely be with you on that one. My my biggest one is the 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 challenge, <laughs> the challenging on the field, the challenge. I question a lot of these challenges because, what was it? I know it was against the Zappers. Was it the touchdown cat? I can't remember exactly what it was. Might have been the interception, but whatever it was, there was no <laughs> The ball clearly draw. I can't remember exactly what happened. But the, the challenge, I think, I don't know what the best fix would be unless you show us more camera views. I don't know if it would be something to the degree of an app maybe not so much have a set of a brand, you know, another tab just strictly for, you know, trying to regardless, you know, trying to overturn or, or keep the call as is. But um, I think the challenge will kind of need to be. I just feel like everybody just voting yes, just to <laughs> just to, <laughs> I am like, no, wait, I think it was last week. I think it was a catch. I was like, no, because his foot was it was it was week, no, It wasn't last week. It was week two the zappers and uh, we no way that was a touchdown pass that we gave up, but because his foot was clearly in the line, but anyway, nonetheless, um, I think that would be my biggest one would be the challenge. Cause I think a lot of these people just like to vote. Yes. just because
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean so that or whoever has the biggest fan base voting at the time, yep. you know, they're going to, they're going to win that challenge. So I I'd like to see what they can come up with to develop that a little bit more. That'd be nice.
0: It is. I give the refs credit. Um, yeah, the refs aren't perfect. I don't think there's such thing as, as a perfect ref. There's no such league. thing.
1: I mean, they only have two eyes. They can't be everywhere at once, so they can only see what they can see.
0: Exactly. I will say, though, however, they are a whole lot better than they were a year ago.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Now, I, don't know, I don't know if they changed uh, people. or They finally got more training because, of course, you know, last year was a what they called the you know we're gonna <clears throat> you know kind of fix it up as we go which i thought that's kind of cool and i know that they got quite a bit of feedback from it but no i think the reps are pretty spot on um no i think the league is looking good um there wouldn't be much to change i don't know and if there is i don't know even a short amount of time here i don't know off the top of my head but oh that would be i think might even be challenged but um you know, cause I really don't know anything really what would stand out. But nonetheless, week, uh, week three, of course, the um, wrapping up week four this week, um, Holly's beast against my zappers. Hopefully, hopefully we can get our first win. Um, that's all I got to say. Um, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know about that one.
0: But, Either uh, way, I'm Gle- sure it'll
1: be a fantastic game because all of these, all of the games last weekend came down to the last couple plays. I mean, they were just amazing football games.
0: It last week I think was the best so far. And I think your guys, I know you took the loss um, in double overtime. I really think so far that game was a game of the year so far.
1: It was a a very well-played game. It was, um, I give credit to those guys. They, they ran their tails off and worked hard and, you know, it didn't turn out for us in the end, but I think that just gave them a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and work harder. And, you know, I, um, Jacoby Herring was in the discord chat earlier today and said, you know, they're ready to bring it this week. So I think it just gives them a little bit more drive to, to work harder and see where we can go.
0: Speaking of um oh, I lost my train of thought there. Um speaking of oh that's what I was gonna go with speaking of uh TO what is your thoughts on and I know a lot of people like this is they're losing interest, they're losing I don't even say rating because technically I you know it's on NBC LX, but I don't know ratings as the history, but you know, they're trying to capture people's audience, which that's a key of marketing, but What's your thoughts when you found out that T.O. was playing and, you know, of course, Johnny football, which he hasn't really, I don't think he's even played so far this year, if he has it's one snap, but, or uh, one series, but um, what's your thoughts on, on T.O. so far being 48 years old? And to me, he I mean, he's still got some stuff, obviously, he, you know, he's, he's heavy breathing more than he was probably in the NFL, but poor guy. Uh, But uh, what's your thoughts on Tio being in the league so far?
1: You know, I think it's great. Um, I think based on some of the chats I've seen, especially during the drafts, a lot of guys, girls, fans are counting out anybody over the age of like 23, 24, 25. And I think it just goes to show that, yeah, he may have a little bit of age on him, but dang, he's still got it. You know he may mm. be a little bit slower than he was in the NFL, but um, you know they still got it. It just shows he puts the hard work in. He he can still do it.
0: I give him credit, and just simply because at forty eight, yeah, Tom Tom Brady's still playing, and he's he's he just a different breed. But um, but anyway, so. No, I still give him credit. I think it's cool. If anything, you know, obviously we don't see all the behind the scenes throughout the week, but I'm sure deep inside I'm, I could see him mentoring some of these younger receivers uh, that maybe
1: absolutely
0: that can maybe get that one chance and, and show off. And you know, you never know. I mean, I don't know what the USFL plans are after this year. I mean, obviously it's the first year, of course, the XFL trying to make its third third return next year. So you never know these players may get the chance to go up there and, do some things but um no i like teal i mean i wasn't a huge fan of him in the pros in the nfl but um but anything i mean i think it's awesome if anything i hope he's i hope he is mentoring um, johnny manziel i'm sure he's doing something that's probably not approved but anyway <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know i bet teo probably isn't entering another thing i really enjoy about this league is it's not a me league, it's an us league. And they really try to help these guys, uh, you know, Ray Austin, D's, all of them really try to help the guys out and foster things that will help them grow in life, whether it's an entrepreneurship or it's, you know, getting them some financial counseling, how to manage their money better. Um, I know they really help these guys out into improving their whole life, not just their football life. And I think that right there is another reason that I'm really drawn to this league.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't, you know, I I think that this league can really, I think it already has changed, it changed the way that we think in sports. And I think this league is going to solidify itself for years to come, just simply because you really let the fans control it. Obviously they're not making, you know, changes within the, you know, the, the front office or stuff like that. But but at the end of the day, it's like, hey, you know, you feel a part that you're a game because, hey, I get to call, you know. Well, now obviously I think they got rid of it now, but the Sex Panther play call. So you got that. Oh, but...
1: Thank God they got rid of that. Let me tell you, <laughs> <Thank God. laughs> <laughs> I'm so done with that play. Every time it got called yep. when it was when it clearly wasn't the right play. Okay, I'm done ranting about that. <laughs>
0: Well, I know one thing. I, I was glad just because there's strictly, you know, I play from a strategic t- standpoint. And the only thing I, I'm going to have to vent on this one just real quick. The only thing I don't like sometimes or with the Zephyrs this year is, well, we got Teal. Well, let's just throw it. No, let's not just throw it. Obviously, we can't throw the ball, um, except for when um, Brian Kelly came in last week. But obviously, we've struggled offensively. And, well, now, you know, the fan base thinks, was well, Teal, now he can just air it out practically I'm like no we still got to play strategic let's run it on you know these certain play calls but no and kind of like you it's when that play was up the sex panther no it's not we're not gonna run it no nope, we're gonna click that one just because of the title of it. i'm like no this see this makes no sense and of course then you get the turnovers but whatever but anyway no i i'm with you on that one i'm glad that one is uh is <laughs> <it's> long gone <laughs>
1: Yes, I have but, to say I've, I've been seeing the new plays coming out and I'm I'm pretty happy with a lot of them so we'll see how they go I
0: was going to say that yeah but the new ones are out there I like it um, I'm hoping you know maybe next year uh, get like a two page no I'm kidding don't get too many plays because that's too much in the short amount of time that you have to select a play but um, but no I like it I, I think it's cool I think it's you know pretty neat that Universe 1 really that um this is actually like hey let's just talk some FCF cuz it's like it was like uh, the draft happened like that's cool it's a draft i mean <laughs> that that's cool but um no i think it's uh think it's pretty cool i think this league can uh really benefit football in the long run and if anything gives these kids just more highlight film and to who knows to who and you never know to to XFL USFL and then from there. So I like it.
1: Agreed. And you know, it's also a great family thing to do. You know, me and my daughters sit around and this is something we do together and it helps me teach them football from the ground up foundational. Um, I know a lot of people I've always heard my whole life. Well, football's for boys. So it's kind of one of those things like, no, football's not just for boys. Like you can learn it too. Here, we're going to look at these plays. This is what these plays do. And it's been a really cool teaching tool and they're getting way into it. And um, that's why I, you know, purchased ownership in two of the teams is I let them each pick a team. So they were invested and, you know, at eight and nine, this is one of their favorite things to do in the spring. So it's been pretty neat.
0: I like it. And uh, I think I know we saw the girl um, in Vanderbilt become the fours, uh, you know, NFL, oh, NFL, Lord Jesus, I'm more spot on the NFL NCAA college football player in D1 made history, I believe, it was last year yeah. by 2020. And, uh, hey, I'm not saying Patrick go out there and start recruiting, but I, I could see it happening eventually, maybe not next year, but I could down the road, I could see, or maybe you never know, you might see the. Uh, I know you got the SDF uh, women's. F C F women, there we go. Because there's a um, well, it used to be the lingerie football league, which I really do not care much about. They changed. It's like the extreme league or something now. But um, you may see something like to that degree. So hey, women out there, you better stay tuned. I, you never. I'm not just giving no because I really don't know. <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> I have no clue. But would not be, be pretty cool or... though. Hey, that'd be pretty awesome. And, he, and hey, you never know. You could be the. Uh, you could be. Um, Coach Jenkins on the sideline.
1: <laughs> there we go. We'll go with it. I don't have his cool his cool suits, though. He had the coolest outfits.
0: Man. Wh- okay, so maybe you can film me because I was busy until late last Saturday, so I was able to catch a nightcap. Where was he at, um, Coach Jenkins? Uh,
1: Jenks retired. He uh, decided to spend some more time with his family. So uh is in charge now.
0: I like him, though. He's cool. I was yeah, kind of wondering. Dude. Yeah, he is. I really was wondering. I'm like, so, because I know last week I was not on Twitter much. And so I'm obviously must have missed something. And so I was like, where's Jenkins? Where's he at? Huh. Hmm. Oh, well, I mean, obviously it wasn't that big of a deal. But no, I was kind of wondering um, what happened to him.
1: Yep. Uh, him? I think there was an article put out on the on the app, you might be able to check out, but um, yeah, I I personally like Liotta. He's been super accessible when fans have questions and doesn't mind replying to them. So I think that adds another layer of uh, transparency and and showing that it really is the fan sport.
0: I may have to reach out to him then. Like, Hey, come on. No, I'm sure he's got some, uh, I'm sure he's got some uh, great insight and, People are like, why are you slowly talking? I'm Don't t- I cannot multitask? So Holly, just so you know, I cannot multitask. So if I'm doing a show or I'm tweeting something out, you can obviously tell because it goes from really not really really fast, but it's like normal conversation to yeah. I hope that is like so. But anyway, so no catch. FCF. Uh, NBC LX, uh, Twitch, and Peacock. I think there's one more out there, but uh,
1: you can download the app and watch it straight from there, too.
0: And a better way, better way than to uh, be a part of it, download the app, like Holly said, and more importantly, sign up, pick your team. You can only be the, the OGs, you cannot be the NFT without purchasing an NFT, but um, nonetheless, and you can do play calling effective tomorrow afternoon, noon o'clock. 12 o'clock, not noon o'clock. That makes no sense. 12 o'clock, but of course uh, week four will be underway, and I know I will be glued to because I think the Beast and the Zappers are the first of the uh, nightcap. So, I just want to win. That's all I want. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> speaking, of win- <laughs> speaking of winning and uh, switching gears from the FCF to the NFL and... Uh, of course, uh, Dan, who's the host of the Time DBS podcast, I hope he's going to listen to it, which I know he will, because he's stoked that you are a Seahawks fan, and he is too. So it's a different person with a different perspective on the Seahawks. And so, Dan, this one is for you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, so, Holly, I'm, I, obviously, you know, as much as the whole world knows by now. Seattle trades uh, Russell Wilson, the blockbuster trade to Denver. Oh, breaking uh, my heart. I know. Yes. I have. to, You know. I, I'm. You can't see it, but I'm gloating over here. Um. But, <laughs> but uh, Russell Wilson gets sent to Denver in exchange for obviously some draft picks, two first rounders, uh, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, and uh, the other number three, the old number three, Drew Locke. Poor guy. Um, But anyway, so your thoughts. First off, what was your very first reaction when you either got it via the Twitter or any notification app that you have on your phone? How did you what was your first reaction when Russell Wilson, when the news broke that Russell Wilson uh, is a Denver Bronco?
1: You know, I saw the rumors floating around because, you know, there's always the, hey, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm like, no, it won't. No, it won't. No, it won't. And then when it was final, you know, my heart broke for I, – I live in Washington. So, you know, my heart broke for the Seahawks. My heart broke for Seattle. But there's no hard feeling against Russell. I mean, he has been an amazing quarterback for this team. He has done amazing things for the community. Like, I just truly wish him the best. Um, It sucks that it's not with us. But, you know, I understand sometimes, you know, things can't be worked out between players, GMs, salary caps, all of that fun stuff that, you know, we don't ever really want to think about because we just want the team we want. But it's still heartbreaking. Um, I know Gino will step in and do an amazing job. You know, he stepped in when Russell was hurt last season and, you know, I don't think he got a fair shake then because everybody was so bent on getting Russell back, but I really hope Gino gets a fair shake this time. And I think he'll do amazing things. I mean, he's worked so hard for the Seahawks. He's put himself out there. I think we have a lot of talent there. And I think now that there's nobody to walk in the shoes of, I think he'll show us some great things.
0: I was definitely, I was definitely, uh, I was at work uh, downtown at the Paycom Arena, and, or Paycom Center, I should say, and um, <clears throat> trying to save all that fun stuff, but no, um, I got the news, so Dan texts me first, and he says, you're welcome, and I'm <laughs> thinking, hmm. It's
1: like, what, what happened?
0: Okay, well, this is before anything, well, before I got the report from Bleacher Report on the notification, I'm like. What are you talking about? Because I at that point, you know, all we heard from my fan, my side it was Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. i was so sick of Aaron Rodgers talk. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, here we go again. <laughs> so I'm like, so of course I got the notification of Aaron Rodgers. Then I'm like, sweet, we finally can put that to rest. You know, Nathaniel Hackett. You know, a few days prior to that, saying, you know, he's excited. Which they, I think they all have to say that. Oh, we're excited to be working with whatever quarterback. You know he's worked excited he with Drew Locke and blah 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 blah. Anyway, so from there you then you get the you know, course of breaking news. I'm like, you're welcome. I say question mark. He says, and then of course that's when I got, like, oh my goodness. And uh, you know of course he was a little devastated, but is it more? And I know it's something that Dan and I talked. I think he even when I'm not on the shows and I can when I listen to his um, podcast he still brings it up with his co-host, John, but is it something that was more of a shock that Pete Carroll is still in Seattle? Or is it more of a shock that Russell was the first one out in Seattle?
1: You know, that's kind of a hard one to answer. Cause I think they're two separate things. I think the, the, plus side of having Pete stay there. And what Pete's doing is in all walks of life, in all jobs, it's always the people that make the environment. And Pete has such a radiant energy and treats everybody like family. And, you know, you just see it shine on how the guys respond to him, how much they respect him and just how he treats them. So I think more of anything, Seattle's the environment and that environment's created by Pete. So I think that's, A huge part of why he's still there um, is just the environment he creates. Russell leaving, you know, Russell, his mindset, he always strives to be the best. He always strives for more. He puts the work in. He has a work ethic like none other. So while it may have been a little surprise, I think no matter what Russ would have done, he would have always strived to better himself whether that be with the Seahawks or with another team. And, you know, I felt like as a team, we failed him. We failed him several drafts in a row by not picking up the O-line that he needed. You know, his protection was, quite frankly, left to a lot to be desired. Um, So I I don't fault him for wanting out if it was his choice. Um, Because I think we could have done a lot better for him. With that
0: O line. See, that's exactly what I've been telling. No, I'm with you on that one, and it's. <clears throat> and I thought that that was and that was the same issue with Denver. That I thought that the offensive line of Seattle, and I think it was either last year's draft or the 2020 draft. I can't remember exactly which one. I told Dan, I said, "You guys need to tack. You guys need to literally tackle. You guys literally need to tackle the offensive line issue," and then, of course. You know, they got D.K. Metcalf down the road. Obviously a steal of a pick and, and should be for I years to let come. I do me some
1: D.K. That D play. Yes, absolutely. He will do amazing things. He will be in the Hall of Fame. I guarantee it.
0: Ooh, I like that. That's a bold pick. And if he can stay healthy, which that was, my, that, I think that was my biggest concern when he was coming out from Ole Miss, was whether or not he can stay healthy. And I think I told Dan, I said, if he can stay healthy, I think you guys got a stud. If he can stay healthy, uh, this might not end well. So, so far, so good. Of course, I don't want to jinx you guys because I do like DK Metcalf, and I actually, have nothing wrong with Seattle, uh, even though Super Bowl 48 was uh, one of the worst days of my life, sports wise. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, at least uh, we, you know, we, we finally. Got the quarterback that helped cause that. So, um, but anyway, so is Geno <laughs> poor? Drew, see, I like Drew, and I kind of feel for Drew, and I kind of don't. Was it his all his his fault in Denver? Absolutely not. I still think the play calling last year was really atrocious. But the last six years, he had no offensive line, and so now you got. You know, now all of a sudden we do have an offensive line, which I found very amazing now. But you have all of a sudden you got no offensive line to help any quarterback at that rate. Then you got, but Drew Locke, he showed some flashes, of course, in 2019 coming in, four and one, finishing off the season. And then 2020, of course, I don't even count that against anybody because half the time, who knew what was going on with that season? 2021, got beat up by Teddy which I don't know if that's even the shocker when he did come in, it was really bad football play. Um, does he have <laughs> from a Seattle fan? I'm not knocking him. I still like drew, but as a potential starter in Seattle, does he have a legit chance being the starter or is this almost the end of his career? Unfortunately, almost as a starter period.
1: I think I heard that they had already uh, slated Gino to be the starter. However, you know, that things can always change, you know, one game, one practice, one injury, things change. Um, I can't say that I've seen a whole lot of Drew playing. I think that if he comes in strong, I think it was smart of him not to take number three when he came to Seattle, because that would put him in some really big shoes to feel. Um, but I think that potentially could he be a starter? Maybe, you know, depends on how hard he brings
0: it. <clears throat> I I have to get with Clyde. I don't know what happened to him on Twitter, but unless he got banned, but um, and that'd be a bummer. But you know, I was I was always I never let up on the Drew Lock tra- on the Drew Lock bandwagon. And then I started, like, man, this really, I'm really missing playoff football. <laughs> this is just <laughs> bad. But I, and you know, I, I love Shelby Harris. Uh, that dude, I think, is really going to help your front seven right there. And Noah Fank, I think, can really do well if he can stay healthy. But, um, on your side, and a lot of people, and I don't know why, I don't think we robbed you guys. Um, in regards to what you guys gave up but maybe we, or what you guys what we gave up for you got to you guys unless they really thought that that extra what was it 20 22, 23 okay so 24 that 2024 first rounder should have been included
1: you know i looking at all we got for Russ, i think it was a pretty fair shake i really do you know we got some of the stuff we needed and you know i think what isn't factored into that is we also got a huge salary cap back.
0: That is right. Cause I think he's, he's, well, I know he's getting paid.
1: Yeah. His, Mm -hmm. his salary, I want to say it was something like 35, 35 mil. I mean, he, he was one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. So, you know, I think we, with that, you know, we got pretty good picks and we also got some of that salary cap back that can be spent potentially on that O-line, you know, and I know with the draft this year, we picked up some O-line. Yep. So I, I found that a little ironic. Um, <laughs> you know, right after we get rid of Russell, we pick up the O-line. Yep. He's been asking for the past few years. So how's that for irony for
0: you? Well, it's, it's funny because you know, <clears throat> no, I, I I I totally agree with you. I'd like, I take I don't think I text. I think Dan texts me. I'm like, and you guys finally did what I told you guys should have done a long time ago. And you may have would have still had Russ at your quarterback. Who knows? But <laughs> I don't know why he left. But you know, deep inside. But um, no, I found that very ironic. It's just like you know, with Denver, I still the only thing I wish is like. You guys could have gotten a line a few years ago. Would that have been the answer? No, not really. It would at least help Drew Locke and Terry and Brandon and everybody, all the other 18 million quarterbacks we've gone through. But, um, and of course, now we got a pretty solid one. But I think the million-dollar question, I'm hearing Dan's voice in my head because he I can just hear him asking it to you, is the future in Seattle. Should Seattle tank in 2022? um just because of course you know bryce young the court i don't know how much you follow college football but bryce young the quarterback of alabama that's probably more than likely going to be you know the first quarterback assuming he even uh declares let's put that out there first but assuming bryce young declares you got bryce young a lot of people i would imagine he'd be over first overall if not the first quarterback off the board do you guys tank do you see seattle tanking this year um to potentially start getting that franchise quarterback. Cause obviously, you know, Gino's going to start this year. Obviously there's nothing in drew at this point in time, besides his last year on his rookie contract, which I think then you can finally just kick him to the curb and maybe he'll be in the FCF in 2023. But, um, but, um, or what, what do you see Seattle doing? Obviously this year, tough division. I think one of the toughest, um, probably second now behind the AOC West, but, do you, do you see Seattle tanking this year?
1: In my heart, I I hope not. I hope not. I think with Seattle, as you know, lifelong fan, we see these periods of rebuilding. You know, we've we've had amazing players before. Uh, you know, Cam Chancellor, you know, the Legion of Boom, all all of them, and we go through phases. You know, we have these top notch players, and then They leave and then we start our rebuilding. So as far as tanking, you know, I wouldn't put it in that category maybe, but more so as a, we're building, we're building a new team and, you know, baby steps, it doesn't all come at once. So if we need to take a a few losses this year, I hope not, but if we do so that we can build that and these guys can build the rapport together and build as a team, you know, it is what it is. There, there's always going to be changes there's always going to be rebuilding periods and i think with Seattle it's a common theme that we see is you know we we hit the high highs and then we go back to the rebuilding board so
0: i know you know Dan's real big <clears throat> on p i you know I, I like i like see i got nothing against him I don't follow him that well. So obviously I can't give you the inside scoop or what my personal opinion was. I mean, I can just think, yeah, you know, the offensive line obviously was, was a part of Russ's issue and so on and so forth. But, and I think the Legion of, of, um, of boom is not going to ever be replaceable in Seattle, but you look at it and it, being a Seattle fan, was it, I hate saying this. I, I didn't get the vibe like that at all. And I apologize if you said earlier that on the, podcast is was there a lot of upset Seattle fans or was this kind of what we saw coming, but we finally had to accept it type of thing?
1: I think a lot of us knew it could potentially come. It was more so when, how long it was going to be put up with until we reached the breaking point. And I don't know what the straw is that broke the camel's back, but I think it was something We saw, we hoped it wouldn't happen. Um, Because, I mean, Seattle is a a super loyal fan base. And once you're in, I mean, you're in. Look Mm -hmm. at some of these guys looking to come back. Like KJ Wright is undrafted free agent right now and is talking about wanting to come back and finish out his career in Seattle. Some of these guys we have sent off, you know, just want to come back to finish their career in Seattle because it's home. You know, the fan base is home. The 12s are home. So I think that says a lot. Um, and even if you look on Twitter at all the reactions, I think everybody's heartbroken, but you won't find a whole lot of misspoke against Russ. You know, everybody just wishes him the best. So I think we all knew it was coming. It's just a matter of when.
0: I like, you know, I haven't, you know, I, <laughs> Seattle, I think one of the most passionate fan. Base in all the sports, and I don't really follow MLS that close, but I know when I'm flipping through and they happen to be on the shout East out to or, the
1: Sounders, yep. by the way. Yep. They just <clears throat> made history. So uh shout out to them.
0: So <laughs> I'm gonna ask you the million dollar question on my end as we get close to the end. Um the Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> <laughs> being in oklahoma city now remind everybody i was never an nba fan uh pre-thunder uh i didn't care much for the nba am i a diehard thunder fan i wouldn't say diehard am i a fan of the thunder absolutely um but would i be sad if they happen to leave the city probably not um but anyway (laughs) i just never was an nba person i'm just i'm throwing that out there buddy that's I'm like, yeah, cool, whatever. Uh, but Mer- uh, Michael Jordan is still better than, Le- than LeBron. But, you know, that's the only thing I'll say out there. But anyway, um, Seattle Supersonics. I know they were really mad. I'm not going to even answer that question or ask that question. Uh, did, did we see the return of the Supersonics anytime soon? I know there's word that, you know, they're trying to expand, potentially move a few teams. I think Seattle will probably more, more than likely be an expansion or Las Vegas will be. And then the other one probably wouldn't be, but any chance we could see, potentially see the supersonics back within the next five years.
1: You know, I don't know. They just brought up the Kraken, uh, the hockey team
0: mm-hmm. to
1: Seattle. So that's kind of a new venue for sports there. But as far as basketball goes, you know, that, that could be a 50, 50 shoot. Um, You got the Trailblazers down in Portland. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's only a couple-hour drive from Seattle. So you've got that competition there as far as fan base. I I think it's, you know, that's a tough one. That's a real tough one.
0: I was kind of curious just because, you know, they always talk, you know, expansion like in baseball, the Oakland Athletics. They don't know, are they going to stay in Oakland? And are they going to move to, you know, I know San Jose was at one point in time being the team but now it's las vegas well it's not we might be portland it could be i think san Antonio was was somebody else's destination but that might have been tampa's but anyway so you got at least las vegas you got i'm like forget baseball expansion baseball is already too long long of a season (laughs) um i like it it's just too long of a season at least cut it down half i'd be good um but i was kind of wondering i know they always talk expansion i think the nfl i don't know if you can expand much more but i was kind of curious um you know with with the nba and the supersonics i know with the uh cracking up there and, and now is now are they, so you made an answer to this one obviously are they so is key arena still around no oh wow
1: not that i'm aware of it might be i mean gosh it's been a year or so since i've been to seattle it might be i'd probably honestly have to Google it.
0: I was kind of curious because you know I haven't heard much of it since obviously the supersonics loved or moved. Um stolen whatever you want to call it. Um
1: oh that's I right they of... turned it into so key arena they they changed names because you know arenas changed names like every three years. It's oh, now yeah. climate pledge arena.
0: Hmm so okay so that's why then yeah climate pledge that's interesting Yep, hmm. and
1: that's where uh, the Seattle Kraken, the Seattle Storm, they all play.
0: Okay, well, that answers my question. So that makes more sense then because I was kind of wondering because I know the Devils played Seattle once and they said, well, where, where, why from whatever, you know, climate pledge? I'm like, what the crap is that? <laughs> and so I'm like, well, maybe they got a new arena. So I was kind of curious so if... They um,
1: key and renovated it, it looks like. Nice. Yeah. So um, cool. I think if I remember correctly, uh, climate pledge is supposed to be pretty uh, sustainable and they tried to use a lot of sustainable structure and, and um, energy in it.
0: I like that. No power to them. Cause I mean, I think Seattle, well Seattle and you said that, and I totally agree. I think with any sport, especially the Sounders, um, they are very passionate about their team, and I can't speak on the Mariners because I can't stay up that late to watch their baseball. But maybe they fill the park at least half. I don't know. Um, but uh, um, but no, they're they're definitely uh, passionate fans up in that Pacific Northwest uh, area.
1: They are, and uh, speaking since so we are on the NBA topic. I don't know if you knew, but, uh, the rookie cornerback that the Seahawks just drafted Kobe Bryant
0: mm-hmm. is actually
1: going to wear number eight, uh, to honor Kobe Bryant. Cause he was named after him.
0: Wow. There we go. Yeah. Well, I like that.
1: So I thought that was pretty neat.
0: I pay respect to him. That's pretty cool. That is neat. I like that. And, uh, it's cool that, uh, whoever was number eight for Seattle's is, is allowing that to happen. I think that's, I think whoever's number that is respect to them, of course, respect to the organization and we're obviously still pay our respects to Kobe Bryant, the uh, NBA LA Laker. Um, you ain't going to see another one like that dude. And um, I still can't believe he's gone though. Talk about a shell shock. You know, we're talking mm-hmm. about Russell Wilson, you know, that trade talk about what everybody's reaction when he, when we found out that Kobe Bryant passed away.
1: Yeah, that was a rough one. Wow. That was a rough one.
0: Oh man. Anyway, enough about that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I do
1: love his mantra though. Talent will only take you so far. Hard Mm -hmm. work will get you
0: everywhere. Well, it's true because I mean you can have the talent, but you know, it 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 only takes you, (laughs) you can only go so far with it and Kobe, what I liked about him, obviously, you know, I don't know him from Adam, but from what we see on TV and when we obviously, you know, social media, when it was starting to really get big and people posting videos and teams starting to post videos and so on and so forth is he's always, you know, from what I noticed in practice, always was out there. And even some people say he's coach. I'm sure he probably was coaching. I'm sure at, at, at points throughout his career, but but no, I think some of those players we just won't ever see again. And I'm not talking about, you know, talent, well, talent wise too, but I think you won't see the ones that's actually in it for the long haul. Um, I think there's too much money now in these sports that you're going to see a kind of like a LeBron, you go from Cleveland, or get drafted by Cleveland, you go to Miami, come back to Cleveland, you go to uh, LA and God knows where else he'll probably end up at before his career ends, but Kobe, he was just, he was L.A. When you think, thought of the Lakers, you more than likely thought of Kobe. I don't know if anybody would say Magic or Kareem or anybody else, but maybe so. I could be wrong. But, no, Kobe was uh, definitely uh, one of my all-time favorites. Agreed. But, uh, Wrapping up um, the show, of course, Mother's Day this weekend. Any plans, Holly, for your uh, Mother's Day weekend?
1: Uh, well, of course, Saturday, we're going to watch some FCF. Um, we're going to go to the little spring fling at our park here, and then Mother's Day, we're going to barbecue.
0: Ooh. I love me some barbecue right there. Yes. Um, On mine, FCF Saturday... Sunday spent some Mother's Day with my mom and my grandma. Uh, unfortunately, her health is unfortunately declining really, really bad. So this one's a little more uh, a little more special. Not saying that the other ones weren't, <laughs> but a little more special this year. But nonetheless, that's probably going to be my uh, my weekend plans. But <clears throat> but uh, Holly, it was fun. I enjoyed you coming on.
1: It was fun. We'll have to do it again.
0: Most definitely. Just let me know. We'll, uh, we'll set the time and date.
1: All right. Sounds good. Thank you for having me on.
0: You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, Holly, the uh, Glacier Boys and Beasts, um, co-owner of their respective teams. Of course, the Beasts taking on my zappers tomorrow night on the uh, FCF week. Number four, Glacier Boys, I believe gets the uh, apes this week. So, uh, can't think of the name off the top of my head, but nonetheless, uh, presented by Law Terrain. Check out lawterrainwatches.com. Save 10% on all orders. Air Raid, use the code Air Raid at checkout. And of course, also Storm Check and uh, let Storm Check know that Mike sent them your way and we'll give you the hookup details with the owner of Wong Lam, the owner of Storm Check, and also Defining <clears throat> Moments podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful weekend. Holly, thank you so much again for coming on. Have a wonderful weekend. Happy Mother's Day, and uh, we'll talk soon.
1: Sounds good. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend,
0: and good luck to you. Hey, hey, I got to get that first one. Be easy on us tomorrow night.
1: (laughs) Can't promise (laughs) anything.
0: Hey, I'm looking forward to it. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Air Raid Attack Podcast. We will catch you all next week as we get closer and closer to episode 100. We'll see you all soon. See you next week. Have a wonderful weekend.